During the summer, we launched the Changing Lives podcast for the staff here at Signet Healthcare. We had some great chats for season one, so we decided to share some of them with you here. In this episode, Barry and Albert talk about resilience. What does it look like and how do we find it? It's something all of us have, whether we know it or not, and life tests even the most resilient people every single day. Over to you, Barry and Albert. It's been a tough 12 months for everybody. The pandemic has challenged every walk of life. And when it comes to mental health, resilience has been tested more than ever. Not just for our patients and service users, but also for the people who care for them. In this episode of Changing Lives podcast, we are going to talk about resilience. What it looks like, how do we find it? Is it something that we all have? Whether we know it or not, it is. And life tests even the most resilient people every day. To me, resilience is, in its basic form, is about our ability to bounce back after difficult times. I'm Barry Swire. I'm an Ops Director for Signet. I've been here for two years. In my previous roles, I was uh, privileged to serve in the Royal Navy for 27 years as a Registered General Nurse and Registered Mental Health Nurse. And I'm joined today by one of my good colleagues, Albert. Hi, Albert. How are you? Hi. Hi, Barry. I'm good, thank you. So Albert was one of the first people I met when I joined Signet on my very first day. Yeah, rabbit in headlights, I think it was the expression used on that day, back in June 2019. So, uh, and we've been working together ever since. So, so thank you, Albert, for your time today. Most welcome, Barry. Okay, Albert, uh, just tell me a bit about yourself. How long have you been with Signet and, and what do you do here? Okay, um, my name is Albert. Um, I'm currently the hospital director here at Signet Churchill. Uh, I've been with, I mean... I've been in the healthcare um, for the last 45 years. Uh, I worked for the NHS for 31 years. And following that, I joined Cambion uh, Healthcare and uh, was the uh, hospital manager for one of the first hospitals in Mansfield uh, in 2008. Uh, I worked for Cambion for about seven years and then I had a little sabbatical. I left for four years and joined another healthcare organization as the uh, group operations director, um, which was uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, I learned a lot from there, and then I decided to come back to, to Signet. So I've been with Signet for the last just over three years now. Okay, thank you, Albert. Uh, as an ex-serviceman, I've come across resilience in pretty much all shapes and sizes. Uh, so to me, it's all about how we, when I first joined the military, how I was trained and it very much takes a team approach, a very close-knit community uh, with a strong mentoring, coaching background at every level and also a st- strong leadership, which to me is how we've approached resilience uh, from a military kind of background. And in my experience, uh, resilience has taken to take many different forms, uh, usually can relate it to around stress, such as we can have traumatic stress, we can have work-related stress and home stress. All of these can have an impact on our, on our mental health and ultimately our ability to function and work. Uh, my own way of, uh, of coping with this stress, so build my own resilience, is I, I, I use pretty, pretty much two things. One is uh, looking after my physical health. So f- for me, that was very much around going to the gym, uh, being physically active, just to give myself that space to, to clear my head and process things. 
and also uh, positive relationships with my family and my friends. The military environment is very much related to Signet, where it's a family kind of environment, and the way we all have the open and honest talks and, and conversations where we can feel we can just talk about anything. As Albert and I have done on many occasions, when things aren't really related to work, we still have that, those conversations. So we, we, we know we've got somebody who we can just chat to and offload, and all that kind of stuff helps to, uh, to maintain my resilience to know we're in it together. Okay, uh, often people think resilience can sometimes feel reserved for those those tough people or those people who, who we just automatically think are resilient, but it's something that's within all of us. So let's just have a chat about that for a while. So Albert, if uh, you've obviously had a long career in healthcare and uh, and, and general life experience, so could you just tell us some examples of, of resilience, specific or general examples you can think of? Yes, Barry. Uh, I think I think as you as as you are aware, working within mental health, um, we are subject to lots of stresses and uh, uh, unexpected events that can. Um, so I think we all have different ways of uh, dealing with stresses and how resilient we we are. One of the things that actually sticks in my mind is uh, in my previous life. Um, there was quite a serious incident where a service user uh, unexpectedly stabbed a member of staff, uh, a well-respected member of staff, uh, to death, really. Um, and I was in Leeds at the moment, so I had to dash down to London, to the hospital. And when I came, uh, it was very, very traumatic. I mean, the whole hospital was traumatised. Um, and I was traumatised, but I had to consciously, quickly think how I could you know, sort of manage the situation without uh, uh, falling into sort of group dynamics there. So I had to, I had to step back and, and make sure that I instilled that confidence, provided the support. Um, and I stayed with all the staff for, you know, five, six hours. Went back to the hotel at about three in the morning and I actually broke down. But then, you know, I had to look at other ways of coping uh, because I'd head back in the morning, you know, it was a big, massive meeting with the press. Uh, so yeah, like you, Barry, I also try to look at you know uh, areas where they help me uh, de-stress. Uh, I do a lot of walking. Uh, I spend a lot of time with my children. I find that very, very uh, comforting. Uh, and I talk about things. I talk to my children. I talk to uh, because I think it's. Uh, I have had bad experiences where I've, I've held things together myself and. Uh, it didn't help me. So one of the things I learned was to make sure that I, 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 I talk to good friends uh, about it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, Albert. That, that was a really difficult situation. And I think you highlighted some really good points there. That's, uh, yeah, it's it's that compassion and, and, and strong leadership that's often needed at times like that, just just to support the team through. And also looking after yourself as, as the one that was trying to take your team through that are all important points. And that relates into uh, into some interventions that, that Signet are just bringing in at the moment, such as uh, TRIM, which is a uh, trauma incident management. So for an incident like that, that we'd use that to help support certainly yourself as well and, and also the whole team. So it's more formalizing approach to uh, an intervention to help support and uh, manage the welfare and well-being of our staff and also straw which is sustaining resilience at work which also links into trim uh, where we can just help to, uh, to to help maintain people in a healthy lifestyle and uh, and, and and maintain th th their resilience just to just to help people through that because we say talking is an important thing to do and uh, everybody has their own individual ways of dealing with things but as you, as you highlighted yourself, that when we don't do that, that's when it can cause problems and, and, and we can 
even get to the point of becoming unwell ourselves if we bottle things up and we don't have those channels to uh, to offload. So one that can be on our own networks, say talking to your children, or it can be through interventions like Trim and Straw that can offer that support and network to uh, to, to help us get through these tough times. So yeah, that was a really tough time, and uh, and, and you you obviously perform well, but recognise your own your own needs as well which I think is important when we're talking about resilience is that it's not just about us as managers and leaders looking after everyone else. It's how we look after each other. It's, it's everyone in it together from, from the top all the way down and back up again. We, we all support each other, which is how we work very much as our region. We've always done that when, when we talk together and, and we support each other because we all have our challenges. Sometimes uh, senior managers are, I think by default, I, uh, sort of, expected to yeah, deal yeah. with it yeah. uh, and I think it'll be good if if you know that assumption is, is, is not taken on board and uh, for them to proactively you know uh, talk to senior member staff because sometimes there's a lot of emotions going through you know you feel that if you were to say that you need help it could be a sign of weakness sometimes yeah. uh, that's that's the general perception sometimes uh, so I think uh, what I've learned from my experience is that Irrespective of what grade you are or, or, or what it is, you know we need to make that initial step to say, "Are you okay? Is there anything you need?" You know. Uh, so yeah, I think that yeah, that's an important point. It's important. it's all levels we have to check in yeah. and just check that we're all okay from from myself to yourself, which we do regularly, and then from our teams and and with each other, and then then just know that that support is out there, whether it be that we use formal approaches like trim straw or, or employment assistance program or, or whether it's just a bit of a bit of peer support and supervision just just with each other just just to talk things through because of that that's what helps it, it's just keeping keeping the conversation going and, and not bottling things up because yeah there is a lot of expectation on us that we should crisis happens and we react and deal with it and we, we are somehow expected to do that yeah. where it's not something that's trained and it doesn't come naturally to everybody and uh, and so some people may well find that quite challenging and i think it's 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 not feeling that you're on your own no yeah uh, because that can be very very damaging really uh, for lots of reasons many people tend to bottle things up but uh, i think the, for me the main thing is that you know um, you're not alone. Yeah. And and that plays very much into the signet values where, where we respect each other and, 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 and we've got that trust within the team as well that, that we know we can speak up and it's not a sign of weakness to, to, to say this has really affected you because one day something could not affect you and the same thing the next day could, could have a big impact on you and, and that's not that, that's just life and we need to accept that and support each other through which I think is something we do very well but it's just making sure we have other avenues like the trim and straw where we have more formal approaches where we can that can be offered for you so no matter where we work we, we can we can have that support when times are difficult which often we do find that within mental health our work is challenging on a day-to-day -day basis and we all have busy lives outside work let alone with a pandemic so that all put together is uh, there's an expectation that I think people will be struggling more than they, they would normally be doing. So it's what we can do to, just to support them. Yeah, and I was, I was just going to say one of the reasons why I've actually come back to Signet is because I think uh, the, the values, the Signet values are held by, um, by, the, by the corporate team, by, you know, we, we all have the same same values and and uh, I, like I said I've worked in other organizations where you know it's it's sort of either financially driven or, or whatever and people have lost sight of um, 
caring for their staff. But uh, Signet, I think, is, is you know speaks for itself. I think it's absolutely the values are sort of embedded in, in not just the you know the staff who dance with the flames. Uh, it's 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 right from the from the top really. Yep, and and that, that's evident wherever we go. And yeah. I, I think we see that across the board. The conversation moved on to how we can draw upon resilience when we need it. There are two sources of resilience that Barry takes us through. I'd say resilience is twofold. We all have our own inbuilt personal resilience uh, and, and that can vary. So it's, uh, I, I view it very much as, as, as what I would call the resilience bucket, which is uh, which automatically fills up with water, with the stress we have in life. We've all got an element of work stress. We've all got an element of home stress and, and environmental stress. And uh, that, that's just life. The, uh, the, the thing is, is when we start adding into that extra things that we're not expecting or extra pressures, then our bucket fills up and eventually it'll overflow, which is when we can become ill. So so part of the interventions that we have is how we can either put a tap in that bucket to offload some of that water, which is trimming straw interventions just to help people through difficult times. And also there's an element of, uh, of organisational resilience. So it's how we develop as an organisation to support our staff, which is which one of those is trim and straw, having these interventions, but also uh, developing our leaders. So whether that be through mentor or coaching uh, styles and developing our, our leaders at every level that's, uh, that w- will have responsibility for staff uh, in those kind of styles. And then we can build our organisational resilience that way from, from internally to just for our, our leaders and managers because we don't expect people to be good at managing these kind of situations but we can certainly help them develop so when it does happen that they have a bit have more skill sets in, in, in supporting their staff through. Albert goes on to talk about the ability to bounce back from the incident he mentioned early in this conversation. Bouncing back shouldn't just be your responsibility. I think there are a couple of things really. I mean, one of the the, the initial thing that sort of uh, helped me uh, to 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 in a way bounce back was to focus on the needs of the staff who were directly traumatized. Yeah. Uh, so I immediately insisted that we have we bring in external um, psychologists to support this. Um, although it was opposed pretty much by uh, by by some of my bosses. I, I, I'm very pleased that I'm proud that I actually uh, pushed that forward. Uh, it was expensive, but, you know, it's about valuing stuff, you know, and, and about helping them recover. So I think being successful in driving that actually helped me in a way to bounce back as well. Um, and personally, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I sort of sought good friends who I could speak to and my family and you know so a mixture of both uh, helped me you know sort of bounce back really successfully. I suppose that's really important because as as managers we, we do put our team first and uh, what I call the me comes way down the list but it's then at times we then have to put me at the top and uh, that allows us time to to uh, almost uh, reflect ourselves and try and process things and it, it's quite hard to to do that because we are very passionate about our jobs and our teams but as you correctly said it's then when your downtime is then putting you back to the top of that list so you're allowing yourself the time to uh, to offload in some ways but uh, I think uh, yeah, it's, it's when we don't do that and we keep and we push ourselves down the list and put everyone else as the priority that, that it can 
have a have a negative impact on us. So I think that comes with with experience as well is is knowing that we need to take that time to to switch off, whether that be switch off laptops, phones, and everything else, and uh, which is important but hard to do. And uh, or whether that be just to switch off by talking to family, going out for a walk, as you say, and just having having that time to uh, to to just clear clear our minds and our head and and uh, bring things into perspective. It's really important to unwind and clear your head after a busy or stressful day. Barry and Albert share their top tips for you. For me, uh, to because if you look at resilience as stress, the way I do stress is usually around physical health, just activities. Uh, that, that can be fair. It doesn't have to go down the gym and have a thrash session or do hit training for an hour and stuff like that. I like doing that, get a big sweat on because it makes me feel good. But also just just doing things that, uh, that, that just help to clear my head. And I know that can be going out for a walk. If the weather's nice, can be going out on a kayak on the sea or, or, or just be places that I find comfortable, which I've always lived on the coast. So, so just being by the sea and the sound of the sea for me is just has a really calming effect and it always works just to help just clear things out, take a few deep breaths and just helps me to, to, to really just bring things in, into perspective and, and get that get almost a calmness back as well as I think Albert said the same it's just those positive relationships whether that be family whether it be friends whether it be peers and support it's just those positive relationships that, that are going to help us to, to get through it that people just want to listen and, uh, and and just there for us not necessarily providing any advice but it's just somebody who who, who we know is there just to uh, just say it's, it's been a bad day and, uh, and and just to listen maybe Uh, yeah, for me, I, th- I think very much, uh, very similar, Barry. Uh, with us working Monday to Friday, um, I, I make it a point that weekend, whether it's rain or, or snow or sun, uh, I walk. I, I try to walk at least seven kilometers uh, every day. Um, and uh, I, I consciously try not to think too much on my own because that's where, you know, sometimes you, you, you get a little bit... Um, um, well, it gets a bit too much sometimes. So, um, for me personally, uh, I walk a lot. I go to the driving range, uh, and the things you said. You know, I, I, I talk, communicate with my family in Malaysia on a regular basis. Uh, so, I think I found my niche. The way I, what I do to to help me and over the over the last many years. Uh, these are things that have kind of helped me pull through. So they're not they're not big scientific things, but uh, simple things that that works for me. Yeah. Uh, I think that's important. It's what works for you, and uh, it's just just to stress that it could be anything. Because I, when I was in the navy, I knew submariners that when they're away at sea for long periods of time and away from family, they they, they used to knit or something like that, just just to help, just just something to focus on to take the mind off that they were in this tin can at the bottom of the sea and away from family for three to six months without seeing sunlight so they used to take things like knitting and things like that something just just to really focus on so it can be anything as simple as that so as you say it's not rocket science it's just how each one of us will uh, will adapt and, and, and have our own things and i think the important thing to realize on that is if we stop doing those that, uh, that that's when we uh, we need to really have a bit of think uh, am i okay and check in with yourself Albert and Barry finished their conversation talking about how we can look out for colleagues going through stressful times and how to help them manage in those moments.
Uh, to, to me, that comes into how we would look at coaching and mentoring and leadership because, uh, as Albert will know, we, we like to get to know our teams really well and that's and that's get to know them, what they do outside of work, what the family's like, and get to know them as an individual. Uh, certainly, the managers on a ward will know their team really well and it's looking for those for me, it's it can be quite subtle things. It's looking for those personality changes, whether someone's starting to be late for work, they never have been late for work, maybe getting a little bit more, what I would call flash to bang time in the military, was maybe get a little bit more uh, upset easily and uh, maybe not dealing with things as they would normally do or quality of work, it can lead to it could lead to people maybe even drinking more that can be noticeable at work. So, and also for me, one of the, key things if, if you know people and you've got good those good relationships is often their family will will will, will say to work colleagues that something's not right with with, uh, with ex-member of staff because they've they've been different at home they've been quite withdrawn they're starting to drink more when they come in and never normally do or they're not eating or they're overeating it's it's, it's quite, quite subtle it's it's what i would call Good, good leadership skills is just knowing your team and you can pick up on those things. You might not be able to, and I've said it many times, you see people just don't, something not right. I don't know what it is, but but, but I know it's not right. So it's when you just have those, it's that trust part of our values where we know we can have those chats and just pull someone to one side and say, look, yeah, it's it, it's just, is there anything I need to know or anything I can help with more importantly, is probably the way to phrase it and frame it. I, I absolutely I, I fully echo what you're saying Barry uh, I think it's for me you know very similar I think any change in the behavior uh, be it sometimes very very subtle uh, sickness uh, you know um, temper or completely going the other way when they are you know very quiet and sullen so I think being in the healthcare profession we we well I'm sure Barry and myself we and like most managers, uh, we we tend to recognise these subtle changes, and I think the key thing is to actually uh, address them really, uh, and not not going in straight, and you know, but but just having a chat and see where we can, you know, identify areas and provide the necessary support. Yeah, and the with the straw training that we're rolling out and the straw intervention, that that's also another way to bring in that. So if a manager does notice that maybe a member of the team is 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 maybe acting behaving different or struggling a bit or being for a really tough time then that's where we could uh, maybe talk to a straw practitioner about off- offering that, that level of support and and going for an intervention just so we can we can help out with that and and, and look at what may what, what what we can do either as an organization or for that individual just just to help them through that time we've covered quite quite a lot in in a quite a short space of time and we've also covered quite quite a few tips and uh, that that could help people with their resilience and the main one being just knowing that support is there and uh, is is asking for it and and talking i think is the most important thing and and using those positive relationships and and uh, and coping strategies that help us out and uh, and acknowledge it in ourselves that if we are struggling just just to know and have the trust in us that, that the support is there and, and we will provide it okay so thanks for getting involved t- today albert it's been a really good chat i've really enjoyed it thank you for having me it's, it's always a pleasure as you know always nice to be back in churchill thank you baron albert for your really insightful view into your experiences and opinion in these tough times when covid has affected all parts of society your advice is invaluable 
thanks for listening. We'd love it if you could follow and share this podcast. Even leave us a review if you like.